Hello everyone, my name is Awais Asmal. Welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful uh, other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube and the show will be available on the podcast by tomorrow morning. If you are watching live, drop a one in the comments so that we know we're not talking to ourselves and drop a two in the comments if you're watching the recording. So my, I've got an interesting guest for you this week. For the first time, we're talking to someone from the investment industry on this podcast. So my guest for this week is Yusuf Maulana, CASA Chartered, uh, CFA and Portfolio Manager at Prudential Investment Managers. Yusuf, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Wes. It's lovely to be here and yeah, look forward to chatting. Thanks very much. So let's, let's jump into questions. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Where do you come from? And maybe outside of work, who is Yusuf Maulana? Give us that backstory. So, um, yeah, so, so I mean, I, I, I did uh, grow up in Cape Town, I schooled here and, and, and went to university here. Um, I, I think, you know, like many Cape Townians, you know, you, you, you somewhat grow attached to the place. And I, I, I nearly took a role in Johannesburg after completing my articles. Um, but then, you know, I, I was fortunate to, to land a role in the investment industry with, with a, another asset manager, um, which was my previous role, you know, I landed a role as an analyst there. And then, you know, that was my previous role before moving to Prudential, um, you know, so, so kind of joined the industry about eight years ago, spent about five and a half years um, at one of our competitors and, and, and now I'm at, at Prudential. Um, so, yeah, I th think outside of work between work and my family, you know, I have my, my, my work cut out for me. So, you know, I, I tend to, you know, spend my time between those two things and, and fitting a bit of reading and exercise in between. Um, that's kind of it in a, in a nutshell. Um, yeah, so I, I studied sort of went the conventional route, um, you know, did a bachelor of business science, um, you know, the GDA, I think, you know, that's the fairly conventional route that people follow to, to, you know, if, if they're looking to get into the investment industry. Um, I think in South Africa in particular, people appreciate CAs because the investment style tends to be bottom up where you're analyzing financial statements, um, you know, understanding the nitty gritty of companies. And, and so, you know, th that I thought, you know, I chose the career because, well, the, the profession, because I saw it as, as quite a good base to, to get into anything else that, 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 that I was interested in. Okay. I mean, that gives us a good, good, good starting point. I know it's been a bit of, uh, been a few years now, but talk to us about that transition from working as a trainee in an audit firm to working uh, in an investment environment as an analyst. And the reason I ask that question is because there's probably a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of, of, of trainees out there who are considering, should I be moving into the investment industry? What, what is that, that transition like? So, so I, I think, you know, articles, you know, for me, it felt like something of an extension of university and that you're working in a team with people your age, um, you know, even your managers are not that much older than you. And, and, and it's very much a learning environment where, um, you know, it is quite a sheltered and, and protected environment in, in that you're not expected to know everything. And, 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 and so from that point of view, it's, it was almost, you know, a nice extension of, of university. But I, I think once you leave, um, you know, that, that nice environment of articles, you do go into a, a bigger world where, um, you know, performance pressures are on you. Um, and, and you are expected to, to hit the ground running. There won't necessarily be, uh, you know, someone to hold your hand. But I think that does favor 
uh, you know, individuals who, who, who do sort of grab the bull by the horns and are able to take initiative. Um, and I think in anything you do, whether it's investments or any other role, um, you know, that ability to take initiative to to learn and, and teach yourself in, in some cases, um, I think that's quite valuable because I think, you know, a lot of what you use on the job today is not necessarily what, you, what you've learned at university, um, but, you know, that ability to, to pick up things, to, to uh, learn from other people and, and your colleagues, especially your, your, your more experienced colleagues, is quite a valuable skill that, that I think you need to cultivate, um, you know, uh, as soon as you can. Okay. No, I mean, and, and I suppose, I, I mean, I, even my experience is even as a manager or as a supervisor, you think if you're managing CAs, you're like, oh, I'm good at managing people. And then you move into the big world and you're like, no, you're not necessarily good at managing people. You're just good at managing CAs. You need to learn how to manage everybody else once you leave articles. So that's also something for the youngsters to learn. Yeah, and that's that's a nice thing about about my the current profession that I'm in is that we, um, you know, the, the, we don't only hire CAs. We, we hire people from with varying, uh, you know, qualifications. Some have done a finance um, uh, finance degree. Others um, have done engineering. Others have done, actu have done actuarial science. Um, and, and so, you know, one gets to work with people of different backgrounds and different educational backgrounds. I think that does enrich your your experience and, and it does create, you know, the necessary diversity of, of debate and diversity of opinion that that, that, that you need, um, you know, as any organization to, to succeed. Okay, no, I mean, that's a good, that's a good assessment. And before you, 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 you joined uh, Prudential, you spent five years working at it as an equity analyst at Allen Gray. And for, for those, again, who are thinking of applying there, talk to us a little bit about the culture. Is, is it true that it's a requirement that you need to have good marks? Uh, let, let us know a little bit about that experience. Sure. So, so I think in general, in investment firms do look for, for people who've applied themselves, uh, you know, consistently over time. So so they do look for, for I mean, you, you, you'll almost certainly do some kind of, um, you know, aptitude test. Um, but they do look for evidence of achievement from... Um, you know, even from your matric year onwards and consistency of achievement. So, you know, it doesn't help if you, um, you know, have done very well, then do very poorly without, you know, some explanation. Of course, life happens and, and there may be uh, speed bumps uh, in between. And, and of course, you know, people will understand that. Um, but, you know, I think you're absolutely right. They do, especially in, in, in the investment role, do tend to look at those people who've achieved and, 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 and applied themselves. But that's not to say that you won't be successful having not achieved good marks because, um, you, you know, ultimately, I think you need a minimum level of, of um, let's say, IQ, whatever you want to call it, uh, to succeed. Because, you know, if you look at the, I've come across very, very intelligent people who, you know, just somehow they, they don't quite get the, inv the investment industry. And, and that's not, that's no fault of their own. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, I've seen people with different marks and uh, with people who haven't achieved that well at university who do exceptionally well in, in the investment industry. So um, I wouldn't be put off uh, at all if, 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 if you didn't achieve very well. Um, you know, if you, if you have a passion for, for the business, I think that's really uh, ultimately what will determine your, your success in the long term. I mean, that's so true. I know quite a few people who are very book smart, but they don't want to deal with people and they don't necessarily have the skills to to, to work in, in, in the in the working environment in Excel. So that that's very true. 
Yeah, remind me if anybody's got any questions for Yusuf, please add it to the to 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 the chat now and we'll ask all the questions towards the end. But just so that we don't miss it, please add your questions now. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears a little bit and talk about your CFA qualification. So people, there's a lot of people who are in finance, maybe audit background or even financial management, uh, maybe starting towards a CA or something similar. Would you still would you recommend that uh, that the current CAs or people starting to also pursue a CFA qualification? But maybe talk to us about the differences between the qualifications and and we do think they're complementary. Right. So, so I think, yeah, I mean, the, the CA qualification, I think those listening would be very familiar with it. It prepares you for a career in, in accounting, auditing, business, you know, general business, and, and, and I think financial management. Whereas the CFA, um, the Chartered Financial Analyst qualification, it is strictly aimed at investment. People want to pursue a role in, in investment. So I think if that's your aim, you know, I would highly recommend it. Um, but, you know, if that wasn't your aim, I, I would say, you know, probably best to steer away and use those hours more wisely in something that you actually want to do. Because I think the recommendation of, of study time per exam, you know, there the are three exams, is about 300 hours. So it's quite a, a big time commitment for for something that, um, you know, if you're not really interested in entering the profession, you know, I wouldn't necessarily go and commit that time. But is it worth it? I think absolutely, because firstly, it's inter in international qualification. So whether you work in, in, in the US, um, you know, the UK, anywhere in Asia, this is an investment standard. So so anyone who has the, the you know, the letter CFA, um, I think an employee would know, you know, the rigor and, and uh, you know involved in achieving that 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 kind of qualification, um, and uh, you, you know ultimately you you can you know pursue opportunities overseas, um, you know even if maybe people don't re necessarily recognize your your CA qualification or your university degree, you know they'll know that the CFA is is an international standard. So I think that was the attraction for me, and also most employers you know as a minimum would want you before hiring you would want to see that you might have done CFA one or even level two by the time you start. Um, I didn't do that. So so when I joined Alan Gray, I only did CFA one in my first year. And I, I suppose I was fortunate that they took me on despite not having done CFA level one. Um, but in terms of the curriculum, you know, your, your CFA levels one and two mostly cover what, what you've done in, in university. And then, you know, there are some new concepts which are introduced and especially the the thing which which isn't wasn't covered when I did was at university was was the ethics topic, and uh, you know that's really the key um, you know subject in, in in CFA is ethics because if you in fact if you fail the ethics section often that you know you would you would almost certainly not pass the exam so um, you know that that's I think as you can see from all the the various uh, you know issues of corruption in. In, in corporate South Africa, ethics is is, is paramount, and, and and they do emphasize that quite quite significantly. So, so my takeaway is, if you're interested in, in any part of the investment industry, whether it's listed listed equities or even if it's just venture capital and private equity, CFA is a good qualification. But if, if you're not interested in the investment industry, don't waste your time. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Then your, your, your profile says uh, you were once a board member of the Abasa Western Cape board. Are you still involved? And uh, do you think that, that, that uh, the industry has made progress in leveling the playing field since you started working? So, so, so I think I, I'm unfortunately no longer involved, but you know, since my university career, I had um, you know, that, that desire to 
you know, do a bit more than my studies and, 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 and play some role in, in the development of others. And so, um, you know, I saw Abasa when I joined, when I started articles as a way to achieve that. And I, I was on the, the bursaries portfolio. So we, um, you know, we, as Abasa, we, we raised money from various events, uh, in particular, the, 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 the CA sort of graduation event where, you know, people with passport to, um, you know, attend a dinner and money, the profits from that were allocated towards various activities. One of them was a bursary fund. And so I was, uh, you know, in charge of, of the bursary portfolio and we allocated that money to deserving students um, at, at university. And, and I thought that was, you know, quite a, you know, quite rewarding in, in, in terms of, you know, being able to, to, to ensure that other CAs are also able to make it through. And I mean, I think that there is certainly progress. Um, I don't have the numbers at hand, but I think if you look at the the numbers of of of, of black CAs coming through the ranks, um, you know, there's certainly progress. If you look at the proportion of 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 black students, um, you know, as a whole, I think there is progress. Um, you know, so I think all those things are encouraging. Uh, I mean, I think it's common knowledge that at the you know at the top levels of um, of corporate South Africa, you know, that is less representative of, of the country. But I think in, in time, you know, given that, that, you know, we are able to get good people um, through, you know, getting qualifications, you know, hopefully that, that too will, will, will reflect, um, you know, the, the demographics of South Africa. Okay, that's a good summary. What's, thinking of, I mean, you, you've worked with different companies. What's one piece of advice you would give your younger self? Yeah, so, so I, I, I think, um, yeah, to, to read a lot. Um, I, although I always took reading quite, uh, you know, I tried to make a point of it, but I think it's, 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 it's the one thing that allows you to, um, you know, you, you know, the amount of information out there is, is almost freely available. Um, and, and you can almost, you know, without having to attend a course, you know, you can teach yourself almost anything these days. And, and, and I think um, that was key and, and still remains key because it's still something I enjoy doing is, is reading widely. Um, you know, not being too, I think it's important to focus on, 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 on what you're doing and try to be successful at it, but also don't do that to the, at the expense of, you know, reading widely and broadly and sort of educating yourself about, you know, a broader range of topics, because I think that, um, you know, it does add, add depth to you as a, as a, as a person, but also, um, you know, as, as an employee, um, you know, I, I think that's, uh, you know, increasingly our, our roles won't be, you know, singular and, and the ability to problem solve and to think of things differently compared to other people. I think that's, that's quite an important skill. And, you know, reading does allow you, you know, that ability to learn things which you wouldn't ordinarily do. So I think, uh, you know, whether young or old, it's, it's, a, it's, it's probably a good thing to cultivate. I fully agree with that. I mean, basically, keep learning is the message. I mean, even it doesn't matter what stage of life you're at, there's not going to be a stage where you stop learning. The more the only way to develop is to keep learning. So if, if you leave with nothing else, leave with that. Let's just go see if we have any questions. I'm going to go through the see if there's anything coming through from from the the audience. We've got a, a question from from Glenn. How easy is it to switch to a financial analyst type of role if you always had only a general audit financial manager type roles? I think, Glenn, it, it, thanks for the questions. I think it ultimately depends on the individual. Um, you know, there's no, there's nothing which says that 
investment firms who only hire a newly qualified CA. So if you've been in um, in audit, uh, you know, for amount of time, but you do have uh, that passion for investments and 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 you, you'd like to make the move, um, I think you know I'd encourage you to do that. Uh, you know, I, I think one thing that that might be off-putting when you just sort of join is that you know your colleagues will have much more knowledge than you but but i think it's important not to let that put you off um you know it's important then to to sort of just accept it and know that you 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 will never know as much as your colleague as your colleagues in that little short time that you've been in the industry but teach yourself um and you know don't be afraid of applying because i think if you if you don't apply you you'll never know but i think if, if you can demonstrate the passion and you know you have the necessary qualifications absolutely i think um, you know, it's 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 not too late. I mean, you must have an interest. If, if you're passionate about it, you, you must have an interest in the industry. You must have an interest in investments. If you don't have an interest in investments, then then it's, it's not likely to be a success. Understanding what you like and what you don't like is very important. We've got another question from Lerato. How are you able to balance completing your CFA level one and two with working in an investment firm straight out of articles? Um, so, so uh, I guess it does require an element of sacrifice, an element of, of discipline. Um, so I studied from um, kind of nine o'clock in the evening to eleven o'clock at night, um, you know, in, in the week, and then allocated maybe a, you know a Sunday afternoon to um, to 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 doing a bit more doing a bit more work and, and 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 sort of i think it's important to set goals in terms of you know the cfa does have particular sections and learning outcomes and set goals you know strict goals in terms of you know how much you, you need to get through by a certain amount of time so that you can you know eat the elephant one piece at the time you know if i can use that analogy um you know rather than you know start early so that you know you have time to plan and you have you know a bit of uh, you know, if, if 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 work gets busy, you 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 can sort of make a plan around busy times so that you can always catch up. Um, but but I think it's entirely possible, and, and the CFA is designed to, um, you know, actually it's aimed at people who are, who are working full time and studying part time. Um, you know, it's designed around um, you know that. And if you work out what three hundred hours is over, you know, a period of of, of five months. Um, you know that that's sort of sixty hours a month. I, I think it can be done with uh, you know with a bit of work on on the weekends, um, if if you can. I think ultimately, you know, you, you just need to know that if, if you're motivated, you you'll 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 be able to do it. So I have a plan. Stick to it, and maybe I guess if the younger you are, the better. Probably before you have too many too many commitments, where you have to to sort people out as you come as you come through. It looks like one more question coming through from from. But, from but always, just just uh, just sure. on that point, I, I wouldn't be put off by having other commitments. So so I think uh, you know when I when I came back from from um, yeah my my daughter was was born in in the month that I I did CFA one, um, and then my second child was on the way when I was studying for. For, for level three, and so that was a, a strong incentive for me to study really hard for for the for level three because I knew you know once the number two comes along, it's going to be quite difficult. So I don't think that, you know try not to be uh, you know let your circumstances um, you know dictate what you want to achieve. You know I think you know you, you can work around those. How badly do you want it? Basically, uh, that's right. Got a question for Mano. What's your take on the crypto wave? Are South African investment firms embracing them? Mano, it's, it's it's a very interesting question. Um, 
Uh, I think I'll answer the, the the second part first. So, are South African investment firms embracing them? I think, uh, you know, not not yet. Um, I, I think it's it, you know the, these things are quite difficult to determine an intrinsic value for, um, and you know one can't help but think that there is an element of 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 hypes. And and I'd encourage you to maybe just watch the the Berkshire Hathaway. Um, recent AGM, you know, Charlie Munger and and and, and uh, made some comments on 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 Bitcoin. Um, I think you should take them from where it comes. He, he you know, he obviously is not a believer. Um, I think the technology is very industry interesting in that you know it has you know some interesting applications. I, I'm personally just not sure that you know, given that the, the market cap of some of those. Um, um, you know those cryptocurrencies that that they are actually value, given that they don't produce any cash flows. Um, yeah, I, I think one one can make similar arguments for gold, but I, I, I think I, I, I somewhat sit on the sidelines and and uh, you know think think about you know try and scratch my head as to what what um, you know you know the values that are placed on some of these things, and and, and I think they are somewhat speculative. But uh, I think people like me have been saying that for a long time, and and have been wrong. So I, I would I would say, you know, in, in that respect, it's best to you know do you do your own research. But yeah, I personally don't own any. You know, we got a question from Sally Jamudin. Uh, what advice do you have for someone working as a fund analyst trying to transition to an equity analyst? So. Um, yeah, I, I think as a fund analyst, if I understand the role correctly, you're analyzing, uh, you know, individual funds maybe for recommendation to clients or, or you know, to, to rate them. Um, so I think that gives you good access to, you know, what different fund managers hold in the portfolios. I think a, a good start would be to try and, you know, understand what the investment cases are for each of the investments in the portfolio. Um, you know, try and do your own research to see where you might differ. Um, and I think that process will allow you to start thinking about investments independently. Um, and, and I think the ability to, to sort of think about investments independently will, will stand you in good stead, um, you know, when you come to the interview, because uh, I think, you know, most of the, 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 the firms will expect you to know something about investments. Uh, you know, if you say I'm passionate about investments, they'll ask you, okay, what are your top three picks? Or, or if you look at our fund, you, you know, which are, which are the stocks that you like or, or don't like? And why, you know? So I think if you, if you can have answers to those, um, and you know, genuinely, you know, you're able to think about the problem um, on your own and analyze a company and, and analyze what you think it's worth, you know, that that skill set, you know, will allow you to make that transition. And this is a follow-on. I've sat in those interviews where they ask you those questions, especially at the investment firms. They want they, they don't you don't have to get the answer right. They just want to see that you can apply your mind and they want to see how your thought process works so don't be afraid to apply your mind and and and, and think about those things in because it can be very intimidating when you're in that interview it can be but you know at the same time you know you have you have nothing to lose everything to gain so you know do your research and, and take the chance apply and you know i think prepare well but you know ultimately you you um you know, you 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 are know unless you you know you take that that opportunity. So 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 do try. We've got oh, one more question from Lerato. I think we will cap it from questions from that point of view. But suggested reading for someone trying to break into the investment space. 
So, so Lerato, yeah, thanks for the question. I mean, I, I think what I, when when I first got to university, I, I was interested in the topic, and I went and took out a book from the library called uh, One Up on Wall Street by uh, a man by the name of Peter Lynch, and he also um, wrote a book called Beating the Street. So, so um, you, you know, those books. Uh, you know, so so the, he was a very successful fund manager for Fidelity in in, in the U.S. and um, yeah, so 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 he sort of you know tells you about some of the companies that he's bought and and he makes it you know quite sort of accessible for for someone who's not an investor to be able to um, you, you know understand what it is he's saying and and I think that that sort of level of analysis. Um, you know, I think it was quite useful as a, as a first start, uh, and then you, there are many more on on behavioral finance, etc., which which you can get into. Um, you know, you can read Warren Buffett's annual letters, which are fantastic. Um, you can even read uh, Jeff Bezos' uh, annual letters, which will teach you a lot about business. So, I think there's a lot of material out there, um, but I think starting with some of the classic books are, are a good way good way to start. Thanks for that question, Lera. It was brilliant. I'm gonna I'm gonna slip one last one in there. It just came up, but after this, we're cutting it. What does a typical day look like as a CFA for you? Yes, so, so in 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 my particular, so as a as a portfolio manager, so so typically the, the day starts with um, you know you get to the office and and read the news from from the day before. Um, companies release uh, um, you know announcements on on the stock exchange news service, so the sends. And you, you read any updates, uh, you know, any sets of results. And then we'll have a morning meeting at, at around 8.30, which could last uh, anything from five minutes to an hour, depending on whether there's, there's, there's news flow or not. Um, and then, yeah, the, 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 you know, then you, after that, you sort of get to, get to work on, 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 on researching the companies, you know, building your models. Um, you know, you, you might have, um, you might speak to, to company management from, you know, not on a daily basis, but periodically you you will chat to company management, um, and, and then at times you 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 meet with the team to discuss. You know, someone in the team will prepare, um, you know, a presentation on 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 a particular company, and and you then meet and and discuss. You know, companies for you know whether you think it's a good idea to buy or or sell that company for on behalf of your clients. So it's quite varied. Um, you know, the work ranges from you sitting alone at your desk to you know chatting to um, you know, people, you know, CEOs of companies and, and, and people who operate in maybe even in, in the private sector, but, but who, who do a similar um, sort of business to, to companies that you, you might invest in just to get a sense of, you know, whether or not the companies that, you know, you're investing in are doing well or poorly. Um, and yeah, so, so I think it, it's quite varied. There isn't any one thing that you do. And I think that, that that's quite interesting because it, it is quite a dynamic environment where, where things things do change, and 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 you need to, uh, you know, update your views, um, you know, when it's appropriate. Okay, good. There's a couple more questions in, but I don't want to keep uh, I don't want to keep you super any longer. I'll no, try and okay. answer some of the questions okay. afterwards. Okay. Um, um, just you, a, just you, a double check. Sorry, sorry, you were saying. I was saying no. You, you're more than welcome. I mean, if you ever, I think we might have a few minutes left, so, so you're okay. more than happy to take any any more. Um, if you like, let's love this one. Uh, what uh, from Lubna? Uh, what other interview questions could they ask for someone applying for a job like yours? Okay, so I was asked some interesting questions. <laughs> uh, so I was asked, um, you know, how long 
so there's this mine in in South America which which mines a million tons of rock per day um and you know how long would it take to mine table mountain and ob obviously you didn't you couldn't come up with the answer but you know you had to have a way of of understanding how to get there um so there were some sort of totally left field questions and and then you know there were the very standard questions about you know what are your strengths and weaknesses um you know which, which kind of what stocks do you like and and which stocks would you not invest in like which, what would be your top long and what would be your top short um yeah, I, I think that, you know that that gives you hopefully some sense. But you know, I think you, you, your background um, that definitely examine your passion for investments and any um, personal investments that you might have made. Um, and then there might be some sort of left field questions which uh, which could stump you. But you know, they're trying to understand if you can think on your feet. That's the most important thing: seeing if you can apply your mind and explain your thought process as you're answering the question, so that they understand why you're thinking of. Of certain things i'll try and we'll try and look at some of the questions afterwards as well because they're coming through but we can't, we can't take all of them a reminder to everyone that the show is live on youtube and it will be on, available on podcast tomorrow if you are watching on youtube or the podcast and you feel that the video is added value don't forget to like and subscribe so that you get automatically notified when the next episode comes out our weekly discussion on clubhouse about business and investing in south africa is also on mondays at 5 p.m and the Android app is coming out soon, so look out for those for that for, for those who haven't who haven't been able to get onto Clubhouse because of the Android issue. Yusuf, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. We've had lots of questions, so clearly it's a very, very, very interesting topic that people want to know so much about. Thanks again. Thanks, Wes. It was a pleasure. Uh, thanks very much. Thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of, of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye.